We begin our Advent season with the lighting of the Advent wreath, and we do that with a scripture reading and prayer. We begin. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Our Savior Jesus said, You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Christ himself has given apostles, prophets, pastors, and teachers to make God's people ready for works of service. Let us pray. Almighty God, you strengthen us that we may cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. With word and sacrament, make ready our hearts. Make us ready to receive your word and live by it daily. Make us ready to live our faith through love and service. And finally, make us ready to meet you face to face on the day your Son comes to judge the living and the dead. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, Open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. 
Amen. Alleluia. Behold, the King cometh. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. It is his and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Behold, the King cometh. O come, let us worship him.
Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth, and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Let none that wait on thee be ashamed. The Old Testament lesson for this first Sunday in Advent is written in the 23rd chapter of the book of the prophet Jeremiah, beginning at the 5th verse. Behold, the days come, declares the Lord, that I will raise to David a righteous branch, and he will reign as king and deal wisely and will execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell safely. This is his name by which he will be called, The Lord our Righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days come, declares the Lord, that they will no more say, As the Lord lives, who brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But... As the Lord lives, who brought up and who led the offspring of the house of Israel out of the north country, and from all the countries where I had driven them. Then they will dwell in their own land. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the thirteenth chapter of Romans, beginning at the eighth verse. Brothers, owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other commandments there are, are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love doesn't harm a neighbor. Love, therefore, is the fulfillment of the law. Do this, knowing the time, that it is already time for you to awaken out of sleep. For salvation is now nearer to us than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is near. Let's, therefore, throw off the deeds of darkness, and let's put on the armor of light. Let's walk properly, as in the day not in reveling and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and lustful acts, not in strife and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh for its lusts. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths.
Alleluia. Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Matthew, the twenty-first chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. When they came near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village that is opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them, and immediately he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king comes to you, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, on the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did just as Jesus commanded them, and brought the donkey and the colt, and laid their clothes on them. And he sat on them, and a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The multitudes who went in front of him, and those who followed, kept shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! Here ends the Gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ! Behold, the days come, saith the Lord! that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. And this is his name whereby he shall be called, The Lord our Righteousness. In his days shall Judah be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall be called, The Lord our Righteousness. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. And this is his name whereby he shall be called, the Lord our Righteousness. From the Entrant and the Gradual To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exalt over me. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we witnessed Everly become a child of God. United to Christ's death and resurrection, her sins buried with Christ, and Christ's forgiveness, life, and righteousness now hers. She now rests in her mother's arms with the victory of Christ, the victory of the resurrection in her possession. And it's an exciting time to start the church year anew with the baptism. And today, Everly gets to join us, the church, and what the church has been doing for 2,000 years, she now gets to wait. Which doesn't sound too exciting. Her sins have been washed away. She's now part of the body of Christ. We imagine as she's baptized the exciting things in store, in store for her in the years ahead. And the church says, welcome. Now you wait. And the prophet Zechariah, 
When he talked to ancient Israel, he said the same thing. But he said, say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the full of a beast of burden. In other words, he looked at Israel and said, wait. For Israel, from Abraham to our, Lord, to our Lord's birth, was 2,000 years. And starting with Abraham, when he was waiting for a son at 99 years of age, our Lord told to him as Abraham begged for a son, our Lord said, wait, he's coming. Then later, when the Israelites were enslaved in Egypt, the Lord said to Israel, wait, he's coming. And when Israel went through the Red Sea and received the Ten Commandments and they had the Old Testament and they warred with foreign people and they went in and conquered the Holy Land. And they, lived, they started to live in the Holy Land and the Lord said to them, wait, he's coming. Then there's David who ran away from Saul, who when Saul died rose to the throne, who sinned against God with Bathsheba, who suffered the death of one son and had another son try to steal his throne. And as David suffered, our Lord said to him, wait, he's coming. Eventually, the kingdom of Israel would split and fracture. The northern kingdom would fall into adultery. Ten tribes eventually would be wiped out from God's wrath for their unfaithfulness. And as Israel suffered all these things and Judah watched, our Lord said, wait, he's coming. And Judah in waiting, Judah also fell into idolatry. God had prophets come to Judah and warn them of his coming wrath. Eventually Babylon came in, destroyed Jerusalem, destroyed the temple, took them into exile. As the people suffered there from being conquered and being in exile away from home, our Lord came to them with the message, wait, he's coming. Eventually they would they would return to the Holy Land. They'd rebuild. They'd have to fight all the peoples around them. They saw empires rise and fall and rise again. They'd have to serve this empire, then that empire, always foreign people that hated them. And as they suffered under foreign powers, the Lord said, wait, he's coming. He's coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey. You see, for thousands and thousands of years, they suffered, Israel suffered from their own sin. They suffered from being hated by foreign countries, often having to serve foreign countries. They always had the devil flinging arrows their way, and still the Lord's message would not change. Wait, he's coming. But they waited and they waited, and they suffered, and they suffered. They had pressure put on them from the outside world. They waited and waited until waiting felt almost impossible, and so they started to look elsewhere. They looked to foreign countries. They looked to foreign gods. Or after captivity, when they learned not to look at idols, they instead began to look at their own works. Because waiting for 2,000 years had become impossible. In fact, they start, started to see it as foolish. And so many fell away. Only a remnant of faithful endured. And even for the remnant, waiting felt impossible. David also waited. David, who wrote this psalm, also waited. And so as he waited and suffered, our Lord cried out to God, 
or David cried out to God, saying, Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exalt over me. That is, don't let my enemies destroy me and then mock me in my destruction. And David speaks for all of Israel, for all the faithful of Israel. Let me not be put to shame. And now from the ascension of our Lord to today, it's been over 2,000 years for us. And our waiting really is no easier. The church in her history has faced death and persecution at the hands of many enemies in every millennium and every century and every decade. They suffered at the hand of the ancient Romans and many pagans. The church as well has seen many empires fall and rise and its people suffer under those empires. The church has fallen into the sin of division when many rejected the gospel that was proclaimed in the Reformation. And even we Lutherans, we fall into sins like pietism, believing our own piety or our own devotion saves us instead of Christ. Or we're seduced into whatever flavor of the month there is in the culture. Liberalism, modernism, postmodernism, whatever ism you want to call today, zeitgeist. Through thousands of years of suffering, the church here stands. The church has suffered from sins of her own, from a world that hates her, from the devil always on her heels. And still, whatever the suffering, whatever the age, the message of our Father has been the same. Wait. He's coming. The suffering has been great and long. The pressure from outside the church to fall away is intense. And in fact, in our own midst, in our own churches, we have seen many fall into idolatry. People leave the church because of money or sexual freedom, pride, or their own works. We see even today many fall away just not believing anymore until there's only a small remnant in our pews that somehow endures. And what can we do as a remnant but pray with David, Lord, let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies exalt over me. And so we pray with ancient Israel, with David, that prayer. This is Everly's waiting. This is our waiting. This is her prayer. This is our prayer. And so we pray and we ask ourselves, or we ask our Lord, how are we to wait? 2,000 years, how are we to wait? How are we to endure? And notice what David prays as he's waiting. He says, Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth. And teach or catechize me. Catechize me, Lord. He's praying, Lead me, teach me so that I can endure. That's what David prays for. That's what we pray for. That's what we pray for. And do you see how our Father answers? David says, lead me, teach me. And our Father says, O daughter of Zion, that is, you the church, listen, behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey. When we ask our Lord to help us endure, our, our Father says, he is coming. Wait, he is coming. 
And as we see our Lord riding into Jerusalem on a donkey in our gospel, what our Father is in effect saying with these words is, This is my beloved Son, whom I sent to you, who rides into Jerusalem, and whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. If you want to wait and endure, listen to him and watch. Watch the ways that he goes. Watch as he sets the way to the cross. Watch as he blazes a path from where you are into heaven. You see, that's the answer. To know the Lord's ways as David and we pray, we have to watch our Lord, what he does in the Gospels. Our Lord is the truth incarnate. Our Lord is he who comes from heaven to earth and takes our flesh. Our Lord is he who joins us in the waters of baptism to be counted with us sinners. Here today, in the gospel is the truth incarnate marching into Jerusalem. Riding on a beast of burden because you see our Lord himself is carrying a burden. The burden of our sins that he carries on the way to the cross. You see, when we watch our Lord go to the cross, we're watching him establish the way. The way goes to the cross. The way is the cross where he suffers as a criminal in shame before the world. Where his enemies who have been plotting to kill him and destroy him see him bleed and suffer and in his destruction they jeer at him. They shame him. The devil shames him. The devil thinks he shamed God once and for all as he watches our Lord die on the cross. And then our Lord suffers also the shame of our sin as the Father pours out his wrath and punishment onto him, to the very dregs. To be taught the Lord's path is to see him buried and descend into hell, not in suffering, but in glory. To see our Lord gloat over the devil and free prisoners. To see the Lord's paths that he sets is to see our Lord rise again on the third day for our justification. To ascend into heaven, to rule at the right hand of the Father. That's the way, that's the path that David asks to see that we pray for as well. The Father's way is the truth incarnate. The truth incarnate is the way of the cross made known to us. So if you want to know God's way, if you want to see how we are to wait and endure, then today the gospel invites us to follow our Lord into Jerusalem, to deny ourselves in repentance, to pick up our cross and follow him to Golgotha, to be crucified with him in the waters and then be raised with him in the waters, to ascend with him in power and glory on the last day. To wait, as our Lord tells us, is to know the life of Christ. Everything in the second article of the Creed. That is why the church year, starting today, focuses on the life of Christ. So that from his entrance into Jerusalem to Advent, Christmas, Epiphany, Lent, Holy Week, we follow our Lord's life and we see the way he has set for us. And this is why we focus so much on catechizing. We catechize and catechize and catechize. 
Most of my time is spent preparing and catechizing our children. And why? So that they may see the way that life, so that they may see the way that Christ has set for us in his life. So we may follow him. Even for our, our adults, we spend a year catechizing our adults. We spend all our time in adult Bible study. So you may hear how our Lord lived and how we are to live that in our lives. Every week we come and gather around the Word here in Christ. We gather and we walk past the waters of baptism. We hear the preaching of His Word. At the altar we receive His flesh and blood. Not only has our Lord set the way and path for us, here our Lord comes to us in the divine service and guides us in that path until the very end. He guides us from font to altar from font to grave to the resurrection. We wait in suffering, but we wait in the way of our Lord who suffered for us and with us till He leads us to the end, which is the resurrection. That is what David prays for. That is what we pray for. It is the image of Christ crucified. And it is that image which makes David bold. Notice that David also says in his prayer, not, he doesn't just despair about his enemies. He doesn't just ask our Lord to guide him, but then in confidence that our Lord will answer, he says, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. I render all things to you. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. O my God, in you I trust, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. He goes from asking our Lord, telling our Lord he is suffering, asking his Lord how he can endure, and then telling his Lord, I will not only wait, I will eagerly wait even if I suffer. Because like David, we know how this ends. We might face shame now, but shame is not the last word. The gospel shows us how it ends. The gospel says, They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. There might be shame now, but this is how it ends, with us welcoming our Lord in his advent. Everly and all of us baptized together, shouting to our Lord, Hosanna to the Son of David, Hosanna in the highest. That's how it ends. That's how the first advent ended for Israel. Their waiting ended after 2,000 years, and they celebrated their king coming to them. And that's how the second advent will end, as we celebrate our king coming to us. And so we can be bold, live boldly, knowing how this will end. But before it ends, before that first advent ends, did you notice what our Lord had the disciples do? They've been waiting for 2,000 years. 
And before their waiting is over, our Lord turns to his disciples and says, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say the Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. Right before the waiting is over, our Lord looks at his disciples, instructs them with his word, and tells them to go fulfill their vocations. And the disciples who have struggled with doubt, who have struggled with arguing with their Lord when they didn't understand, they do something amazing happens. The text says the disciples went and did as Jesus directed them, as he instructed them. They were able in him to fulfill his word. And so it is with us. Our Lord instructs us in catechesis on how to live and fulfill our vocations during this waiting on this way of the cross. And, and St. Paul t- des- describes this waiting as saying, Owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. So waiting includes fulfilling our vocations. Not wanting to be in debt to one another when it comes to sin, but wanting to forgive each other and be free to each other, being indebted to each other in only one way, to love each other. As Christ loved us, so we are then indebted to love our brother. This love is not, does not expect or demand things from each other. It doesn't yell at each other when things aren't done right. Instead, notice how our Lord has loved you. That is your debt to your brothers. The love of the Lord to them. That debt of love is to be eager to help and be charitable to each other's needs. The the scriptures are very clear on this. If there are children that are fatherless, Christian men, it tells us to step up and be father figures for them. If they are motherless, Christian women, help nurture them. If there are younger parents who struggle, older parents, bring them under your wing, help them, guide them in gentleness. And younger parents, revere those who have gone, who've been through it before you. Are there needs for volunteers at church with children or boards or with the building? then help your Christian brothers and sisters where you have the time and the money and the skills. Our Lord instructs us in our vocations as fathers, mothers, children, brothers, sisters, elders, and so on. And as he instructs the disciples to fulfill their vocation before the waiting is over, so he tells us as well. And we are bold to do it, forgiven by him. David says in his prayer, Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. Because it's difficult now, but it ends with the shouting of hosannas together at our Lord coming to us. And now may we come together and commune together to proclaim our Lord's death in eating and drinking until he comes again. Amen. Now may the peace of God, 
which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, the king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a colt the foal of an ass. Alleluia. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he sware to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, the king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a colt the foal of an ass. Alleluia. O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise, and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me, O God, a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. 
Vouchsafe, O Lord, this day to keep us without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us as our trust is in thee. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Stir up, we beseech you, your power, O Lord, and come, that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son, and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you, so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you, so to rule and govern your church Catholic, with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our governor, the legislature of this state, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. 
Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise, and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with us all. Amen.